Hey, it's Glenn Washington from Snap Judgment. And if you love what you're hearing, and I know you love what you're hearing, please consider becoming a KQED member. Get special access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. Plus, you'll sleep better at night knowing you did your part for the community you depend upon. It's in you. Please be in it. Visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to sign up now. That's podcast with an S. Thanks. From KQED. It's a sunny afternoon in the spring of 1975. Throngs of people are gathered on either side of a roadway that snakes through McLaren Park in San Francisco's Excelsior District. As they watch, a person riding what looks like a giant black Converse sneaker whooshes past them. Down the track they come with reckless abandon. Coming up close behind it, a cast iron bathtub painted a lemony yellow whizzes by on what could have been the frame of a lawnmower, maybe? Something is going blind blank in the middle of the car. Then another driver clings for dear life onto what looks like a torpedo, hurtling downhill barely inches off the ground. Look out, look out, his vertical hold just collapsed. This was the first Artist's Soapbox Derby, held by the San Francisco Museum of Art what we now know as SF MoMA. And if you were there, well, I'm quite jealous. It was a race for homemade cars. No engines. You just needed to be able to roll, steer, and stop. And even those three things you didn't have to do super well. We dug into this epic event from the 70s after we heard from KQED and Bay Curious fan Rich Whipfler in Menlo Park. Late last year, I read an article in one of my car magazines about the event, and it really piqued my interest. I hadn't heard about it, although I was in the area at the time uh, and missed out on this entirely. But I'm fascinated to know more. Well, Rich, I've got good news for you. SF MoMA is reviving its Soapbox Derby for the first time since 1978. And to celebrate, today on Bay Curious, we're transporting you back to that first derby when irreverent, writable, and sometimes edible art brought out a childlike joy. I'm Olivia Allen Price, and this is Bay Curious. Support for Bay Curious comes from Sierra Nevada Brewing Company. Committed to brewing things the right way since 1980, because when you're a family-run brewery, there's no other way to do it. Sierra Nevada Brewing Company, still family-owned, operated, and argued over. And be sure to stay tuned through the end of the show so you can play our monthly trivia game for a chance to win some cool prizes. Hi there, I'm Randal Delfetah from Throughline. If you're listening to this podcast, you know that KQED produces exceptional storytelling that keeps you informed, inspired, and entertained. Their podcasts cover issues from your neighborhood to the entire country and everything in between. Support this work today. You can help us continue to bring quality podcasts to your ears. Just head to donate.kqed.org slash podcast. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcast. It's been an intense time to be alive these past few years. And I, like probably a lot of you, could use a little levity right now. 
Back in 1975, when the Museum of Art ran its first soapbox derby, the Vietnam War had just ended. San Franciscans were primed for a zany afternoon in the sun, dodging homemade vehicles as they barreled through McLaren Park. KQED's Mary Franklin Harvin is going to tell us how it all came together. And now, ladies and gentlemen, the flag is up on the first artist soapbox derby. It was playful. It was joyous. It wasn't about advertising. It was it was just the artists getting out of their studios, doing something fun, a little outrageous, which is very much in the style of San Francisco. Amanda Pope is a professor at the School of Cinematic Arts at the University of Southern California. But in 1975, she was living in San Francisco and just starting to dabble in documentary work. A friend of a friend with ties to the San Francisco Museum of Art tipped her off about the event. With a week's notice. So I borrowed a camera. And showed up at McLaren Park on race day to shoot what would become her first ever documentary. The incredible San Francisco Artist Soapbox Derby. It's up on SFMOMA's website right now. And you're going to be hearing tape from it throughout this story. The first derby was the brainchild of Bay Area artist Fletcher Benton. I said, why don't we have a soapbox derby? Why don't we get the artists to build cars that would reflect their art or reflect their feelings or their fun? And we'd all get together and uh, coast down the hill. Benton was able to get museum board members excited enough about the event that they pitched the idea to the director of the museum, Henry Hopkins. And just the idea of barging into Henry Hopkins' office and being like, we want to do a soapbox derby, and then him also just being like, sure, that's a great idea. Tomoko Kanemitsu is the director of public engagement at SFMOMA. She reminded me that the museum was much smaller back then and less prestigious. The artist community was able to imagine things and then just like propose them, and then the museum just kind of got behind it and did it. More than 90 artists signed up, including renowned folks like Ruth Asawa, Richard Shaw, and Carlos Villa. There were some cars that were more literal in form. A giant banana, a giant box of animal crackers, but some were more conceptual, even erotic. I mean, you're talking 70s. It was feminism, women's rights. Amanda Pope said one of the more unforgettable vehicles in that vein was a half-male, half-female car covered in vibrators that was made by an artist known as Meadow. The vehicle's driver, Sylvia Clark, talked in Pope's documentary about the all-male pit crew they had supporting them. Usually men racing have a pit crew and girl groupies, so we decided to have our own version of that. But one of the most iconic cars from that 1975 race comes from someone whose work hasn't been in any museums. Of course, Dorcas Moulton's bread car, that was a hit. I mean, because it was real bread. Now at the starting line is the fabulous bread car. Look at her go. That is one fast biscuit. Picture an old-school convertible, kind of like a sportier version of the Beverly Hillbillies car, but the entire shell. Even the hubcaps are bread. Here's Dorcas Moulton back in 1975. It was so nice being in Berkeley. No one questions the idea of making a bread car. I went in the co-op and I was buying three 75-pound bags of flour. 
And the guy says, what are you going to do? And I said, oh, I'm going to make a car. And he said, oh, far out. How are you going to make the molds? <laughs> Dorcas Moulton of bread car fame lives in El Sobrante now. And I think it had sesame seeds on the bumpers, too. We sat in her garden, and she told me about Derby Day and the lead-up to it. She said she and some of her friends went to McLaren Park to check out the hill beforehand. They rode down the course in a friend's car with the brakes off to prepare her for how much speed her derby car might pick up. On race day, all Dorcas had for a break was a stick she dragged on the ground. But she stayed upright all the way to the finish line. By the time she got to the bottom of the hill, pieces of bread were flying off the car. I stood up on the seat and I grabbed a piece of the hood and threw it out. And then when I looked down again, it was all gone. (laughs) Spectators swarmed her, grabbing hunks of bread to snack on. The Associated Press got a hold of a photo of Dorcas in her car. And so it got kind of the novelty photo of the week treatment across the country. And, uh, And even my mother saw it in the Indianapolis paper. You didn't have to make a vehicle to participate in the Soapbox Derby. Some artists made trophies to honor the derby cars in categories like best pun and most joyful. Dorcas won the prize for most endearing. She doesn't remember what her trophy looked like or where it ended up. So I hated to tell her that, according to museum records, the world-famous sculptor, Ruth Asawa, made it. Oh, dear. (laughs) What have I done? (laughs) A priceless Ruth Asawa. (laughs) That slipped through my fingers. (laughs) I don't remember a thing about the trophy, and I wish I did, because I'm sure I saw it at some point. My name is Aiko Cuneo, and I'm a local artist. I was 25 when the Derby was run in 1975, and my mother, Ruth Asawa, made one of the trophies for one of the drivers. Aiko says when she was little, museums were serene places where she knew she was supposed to be quiet. But the Soapbox Derby brought the museum outside and made it accessible to everyone. And I thought it was so great that these artists could relive their childhood and be outrageous and uncensored and um, just have a lot of fun. The late Pat Tavner, a beloved Bay Area artist, said the race was a chance to cut through the formalness of the art world. I would call it a misnomer in our culture. For art to be important, it has to be, quote, serious, or for it to be collectible, to be in museums, to be able to be bought, a heaviness to it. I mean, it's the absolute antithesis to creativity. Tomoko Kanemitsu, back at SFMOMA, says the Soapbox Derby continues to be an institutional legend at the museum. The Soapbox Derby is something that so many people at the museum see as this event that was just so spectacular for so many reasons and really embodied what museums could be and can be in their community. She thinks reviving the Derby this year gives the museum an opportunity to recapture that potential. Even though Tomoka wasn't with the museum back then, when she considers its trajectory, she can see a shift in focus. In the 70s, the museum was smaller, less distinguished. But in the decades since, Tomoka says its leadership has been focused on building it into a world-class institution. And I think that that has in many ways 
created a separation with the local art community. So this is also a gesture back, back inside, I guess, and, and to San Francisco and the greater Bay Area. And it's going to be quite the reunion. Dorcas Moulton and Amanda Pope are signed up to be judges. Ceramicist Richard Shaw and some other 1975 Derby veterans will be back on the track. And our question asker, Rich, can't wait. It's already on our calendar. Oh, and I'll be there, obviously. It's been a long couple of years, and I think we could all use some zany joy right now. That was reporter Mary Franklin Harvin. KQED's very own Pendarvis Harshaw, host of the Right Nowish podcast, is going to be on mic as an announcer at that event. We asked him what people can expect. Yeah, on April 10th, I am co-hosting the SF MoMA Soapbox Derby along with Kamasi Aaron. We'll be hanging at McLaren Park in the city from sunup to sundown pretty much. Just enjoying people take these creations that are on four wheels, maybe three wheels, sometimes more wheels, going downhill. And we're just looking forward to seeing art fly. Bay Curious is made in San Francisco at member-supported KQED. Our show is produced by Katrina Schwartz, Brendan Willard, Sebastian Mignobuccelli, and me, Olivia Allen-Price. Have a great week. Hi, Bay Curious listeners. Are you ready to play May's Trivia Game? Every month, we read a question here at the end of our episode. You can give us your answers over at our website, kqed.org slash baycurious, or just click the link in the episode description. Out of the correct answers, we'll randomly choose one lucky winner to receive a cool prize package with Bay Curious swag and Sierra Nevada goodies. Okay, our question for the month is, the world's longest-running pillow-fighting contest was held from 1966 to 2006 in what Bay Area town? Our trivia quiz is made possible by Sierra Nevada Brewing Company. Good luck! Hey there, it's Olivia Allen Price, host of Bay Curious, the podcast. KQED Podcasts wants to thank listeners like you, whose support makes this podcast possible. If you want to help us continue to make great content, visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcasts. And thanks.